Welcome to the Got Your Six podcast. This podcast brings together current service members and veteran high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas delivered in an informative and most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash, and into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. Sixers, what an absolute treat we have this week. Iron Mike Stedman is here. You've seen him, you know, between his work with Dope Coffee Company, Dog Whistle Branding, working with Lions Pride, and we we all love Bill. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the Gotcha Six podcast today, brother. Tony, it's a pleasure to be here, man. And again, I've been wanting to get on a minute. I know me and you've been talking. I got your The Night Before journal. But uh, man, it's just been a crazy few couple months for traveling and stuff. But uh, this has been a priority of mine. And, and I appreciate you inviting me on the show, man. Love what you do. Oh, thank you. We are grateful for you sharing your time with us today. So without any further ado, I really want to get into something that we talked about before coming on air. And if you don't mind me sharing, right, going through it, a little bit of a self-loathing point, right? And like, how do you come back out of that? Yeah, it was rough. I'll tell you. So, you know, one of the challenges, and I love that you frame your, your, you know, your podcast around high performers of we take on more than we can bear. We're supposed to, right? Yeah. But when we're on, we're kicking ass. You know, we got the workout going in the morning. You know, you're moving. You've got the pack schedule during the day. You know, you've got time for your meditation and your read and all this other stuff in the evening. But like, yo, man, you got to be on to hit that stuff, right? And for me as like an entrepreneur running multiple ventures, you know, it's fine when I'm on, but when I'm off, it looks so overwhelming and I just feel like a sack of potatoes. And one of the things that honestly, man, that uh, really wrecked me last week was I am writing my first book and it's Black Veteran Entrepreneur. So it's a guide to empower black veterans to validate their business model, built their brand and step into their greatness. And my book draft was due on March 4th. So I've got Ironbound Media going. I got Ironbound Boxing going. I got my personal life. And, you know, I've even got this thing at Hoover. And for some reason, I thought I could, like, get this book done. Right? And so last week, when it got to, like, man, I'm still not done with this draft. And there's still a lot of work that has to get done on it. And I froze, man. You know how like when you're in the Naval Academy or West Point and you've got like all this homework to do and instead of doing it, you just kind of want to lay down and take a nap because it feels better. You know, you don't want to feel that uncomfortableness. Yep. Well, that's what I was like doing last week. Like I think I was like borderline like depressed or something, but it's hard because it's like you've got a team that's relying on you, you know, and everybody's used to me being like Iron Mike and being on. And bro, I was like, I felt so low, you know? But one of the things I had to learn is, you know, listen, this is why I'm really thankful for podcasts of, you know, I was listening to this podcast and was talking about it. And it was in those times, you just got to do just very basic stuff. Just get a win, you know, get in the shower, take a hot shower, win, get a workout in. If it's a five minute workout or whatever, get a win, you know, and you got to like just build your confidence up. And the thing for me that I'm recognizing of like, these times are going to come, they're always going to come. You know, we're dealing with life and death and all this other stuff, right? We're not just on the internet awesome all day making podcasts and running our businesses, et cetera, right? Like there's this real life experience, but it's like I, the bounce back time. How can you make it shorter? 
So if it used to take you like, you know, a week of self-loathing or for some people, a freaking month or three months of self-loathing, how do you cut it down? You know, how do you shorten it? And so that's what I'm, I'm, I'm working on now. When you talk about shortening that bounce back time, is that something you implemented while you were at the Naval Academy or, you know, back when you were in the Marine Corps, you came across, you know, some adversity and that really challenged you to like compress that timeline and that window of, you know, having a faster reaction and bouncing back quicker. The Marine Corps was different. You know, you're an infantry officer. You ain't got time, you know, in the Marine Corps, you're not really caring about yourself, you know, like, so like there is no, yeah, you might self-close as a Marine officer for like a minute. But then you got to put that pack on and get out there and start hiking. But the civilian world is just a little bit different because, you know, in the Marine Corps, a lot of stuff is put on us, right? Like, hey, you're the platoon commander. This is your responsibility. Mission comes down from higher versus in the civilian world, we put the mission on ourselves. And that's a whole different beast. And then, you know what it was too, man? I'll be honest. Part of the self-loathing came from what's the point? That was the other thing, too, of like, what are we working towards, you know? And it's almost like you take your eyes off the prize, you know, because it's like, you know, we're all working towards this end goal. But, dude, it is a mental, it's a mental thing to remind yourself, like, this is important, you know? But at times it feels like make-believe, you know? You got fucking Ukraine crisis going on, you know? You've got, you again, you're dealing with real life, all kind of stuff that's taking place. And so it's like, Man, if you take your eyes off the prize and you see what's really, you start having that existen- existential crisis, you know, that stuff is real. And so for me, I think that the power is more of the self-awareness that comes with like recognizing it, acknowledging what it is, talking about it and moving forward. Now, when you talk about, you know, finding those like rallying points where you can kind of really find that purpose of why you're doing it, right? Otherwise you're like, What's the point as opposed to this is the point? Where did that come from specifically? Is that like just a bunch of life experiences or is there like a, did you like learn that along the way? You know, I don't know, in a book or something like that? Or where do you think that really stemmed from? So there is a book, I forgot what it's called. It's got like the super guy, superhuman on the cover, but basically it's this thing of like following your instincts, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the book is called. I'm going to send it to you in LinkedIn. Right. Because I have it at my house. Okay, But it's like you can study skiing all you want. Right. You go to practice. You do all this other stuff. But when you're an Olympic skier and you're going down that hill, all bets are off. Now you're operating off of instinct. You're not just thinking about it. You're making adjustments in the moment and all that training and everything that you put into yourself beforehand. Right. Now you've got to ride and trust your instincts. So a lot of situations I put myself in, such as writing this book. You know, starting Ironbound, starting Ironbound Media, you know, doing all these things, joining the Lions Pride with Bill. Clearly, when I made those decisions, right, I did it for a reason. And so even though at times when I'm like self-loathing, reminding myself, Mike, trust yourself. You know, there was a reason you chose to write this book and you signed up and you paid that deposit and you got a developmental editor, you know, and even though you might not be able to see it right now because you feel low going through the process, reminding yourself, just trust yourself, you know? And it takes me back to when I was younger. I didn't get into the Naval Academy right away. I actually got into, uh, Naval Academy was my dream school. It was a school I wanted to go to. You know, I did the, the, I had a blue and gold officer. I did everything I was supposed to do and I still didn't get in. And at the last minute, 
West Point, I found out I got into MAPS, the Military Academy Prep School. And I talked to the commanding officer there and I was all fired up. So I was like, man, I plan to go to Navy, but West Point is looking like it's going to happen. I was like, that's a win, you know? So mentally, I started to get prepared to go to West Point. I'm looking at Monmouth Point. That was where it was at at the time. And I was all fired up, right? I was like, man, I'm going to go West Point, get my history degree, et cetera. The infantry officer in the Army. Then in the 11th hour in May, so I'm graduating in high school, like May, the last month of May, like May 4th, Navy calls and makes an offer for me to go to NAPS. And so now I'm thinking like, damn, I've already signed my letter of intent to go to West Point. It was a big deal for me to go to the prep school and everything. But then I was like, you know what, man? I, my passion was to go to Navy and there was a reason, you know? And so while this was a great opportunity, I had to trust myself and say, hey, man, you really wanted to go to Navy. You applied, you did all these things. And that's the route I, I went. And had I not done that route, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. That's not to say I wouldn't be, you know, something else. Maybe, who knows? Life is funny like that. Maybe I would still end up in the same spot. But the connections and the relationships I had and everything I've done in my life, you know, I really credit to a lot of the decisions I've made, both good and bad. And so just learning to trust those instincts. And like you said, you you bet on yourself, right? You had this letter of acceptance to West Point and you said, this is nice because I got it, but this is what I really wanted. And you were willing to say, hey, this is where I need to go. And it's just like, I mean, you were a three-time national collegiate boxer and constantly going back into those moments of self-loathing where you're, you know, you're literally getting hit in the face and you got to take a tactical pause and be like, why do I keep feeling this way? Well, I'm not making sure I'm taking this jab right or I'm not pairing, you know, like, so that being said, what skill are you working on now to help improve your game as you go forward? You know, so you reduce that bounce back time most efficiently going forward. All right. That's a great question. And I got another book plug. It's called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And in the book, he tells a story and open a chapter of the CEO and the beach bum. Right. And the beach bum is a guy that like drops out of college, basically becomes a beach bum you know, living on edge, right? No motivation, no nothing. But his roommate in college went on to be the CEO of this company, got his MBA, everything. Well, it turns out the beach bum and the CEO are the same person. And the Mm -hmm. beach bum is us when we quit doing the stuff that made us successful. So like, I will be honest, some of the most enjoyment I've had as an entrepreneur was when I didn't have any customers, when it was all hopes and dreams. You know, you're getting up, you're working out, you're reading, you're meditating, you're doing all this stuff to just kind of get yourself mentally and physically ready for the opportunities that come. You know, you're learning, you're going to accelerators, classes. I mean, you're just soaking up all the knowledge and stuff. And then all of a sudden, you get a client. You get another client. And now your thing is real, right? So now you're in it, you know? Or you're like me, you start a nonprofit, same thing. And then the busier you get, the less and less you start prioritizing the stuff that got you to where you are, you know, getting up and journaling, you know, writing the three things you're thankful for each morning, you know, writing uh, what you're going to do the day, you know, really being intentional about the day, right? Buffering time to work out and do all this other stuff, man. You look at your schedule and you're like, man, where am I going to have time to do this stuff? And so you start shortcutting it. You start taking it out. And then you find yourself in a situation to where you're self-loathing. Right. But then you ask yourself, like, yo, when was the last time I meditated? What am I eating? You know, am I reading like I was? You know, I st- part of me, right, one of the reasons I feel 
that fills me up as an entrepreneur is because I'm an autodidact. I love self-learning. So I'm always listening to podcasts, but I was always prioritizing reading 20 minutes a day, at least. I was crushing through books. But when I've been writing this last book, I read something that was like, oh, when you start writing, you need to basically stop consuming content and start creating content. But I realized it was throwing me off my game. And so now, you know what I did, man? I just, I start going back to the basics, picking up a book, reading 10, 20 pages, writing my little three things I'm thankful for, you know, and get myself back in it. So, and the, the mentors tell us, Bill tells us, you know, he comes on, he's always coaching us in the lion's pride. It's not just about business, it's about life, but it's like, man, sometimes people can tell you, but you got to get on that stove. And the reason I bring all this up about some of the funnest times I had, I've got way more money in my bank account these days than I ever had when I first started out. Like, you know, dreaming, dreaming of closing, a, you know, dreaming of getting 10, 25K from a client. You know, I started virtual boxing classes at like $100 a session. And so it's like, damn, you have a real business. You're successful. You're doing all these different things, but you're, you're off your game. You know, sometimes, again, like I said, you were happier before you felt fuller, you felt more balanced where you didn't have as, as much. And so it's about finding that balance, having that self-awareness, like, what are you not doing and get back to doing it? And so I, I can sum it up with like brilliant in the basics. Now, do you think doing that and going back to the basics is what has really improved your life, say, in the last five years of like kind of getting a little too far out and having to reel back in? Or is there something else that you really kind of consistently used as like a belief or behavior that has helped get you to where you want to go? I wish I could say that like belief and thinking and willing and manifesting, don't get me wrong, the mind is a powerful thing, right? But what you also got to do is you've got to put yourself in positions to succeed, you know? So when I go back to one of my entrepreneurial success, right, I was a completely different entrepreneur in 2019, before I found Bill and Alliance Pride versus where I'm at now. And the reason I give them all the love in the world is because I wasn't successful right off the bat, you know, but I put my buffers in, in place, right? Cal Newport talks about it um, in his book, Deep Work, the like kind of lead and lag measures, you know? It's like, I want to be, I want to build a million dollar business. Great, okay? That's a goal, that's an outcome. That's a lag measure, right? What's the lead measure? Well, the lead measure for me is I'm going to get a business coach and I'm going to show up to all my sessions, you know, and I'm going to do the work. Boom. I'm going to read every day. Boom. I'm going to do these other things. And so regardless of the case, it's like, listen, man, there's no guarantee things are going to work out, but I'm going to put myself in the best position to win. And this is how. And so basically putting the things in place to allow you to win. When you're at your best fitness-wise, I'll be honest, the best shape I ever felt was when I was rocking and rolling on my CrossFit game in like 2013, down at like CrossFit Seal War. And these guys went on to start softly. But that feeling like, damn, I'm like older and I feel stronger now, you know, doing what I was doing at CrossFit at the time than I did as a three-time national champ. You know, I'm like, damn, bro, I feel like I'm still, I'm still getting in shape, you know? So little stuff like that, like, Yo, sign up for that gym membership. And as all, all you do is show up, you know, cut the brain off, show up, boom, let that take care of itself. You know, so putting the systems in place in our personal lives, your circle, you know, what friends are you a part of? What group chats are you a part of? Who are the people you're spending your time with, 
right? Setting those things in place too. And to be honest, Tony, of everything I've done, it's been that. It's been building the system of success and performance. Talking about building the system, right? The knock is only going to come once for opportunity, but someone's holding and constantly pushing on the doorbell. And you need to be able to differentiate between the two. And I'm so glad you brought up about talking about having the systems that constantly evolve, right? You don't just build a system and let it run. You're constantly looking at ways to make it efficient and work for you and what you're trying to do. I think the thing too, what you said about luck though, I don't know if I'd actually, so people mistake it, right? And Jim Collins talks about it, this return on luck, you know, of like, yo, we all get the same luck. Some of us just can kick the can further down the road than others because we're prepared for it. So like coming from the service academies, right? We have great networks. We have great relationships with people, right? There's a reason that we do these podcasts around our tribe, our community, because we enjoy being around them. They fill them up, right? We can just be ourselves. I shit you not, the relationships I have in 2017, I had in 2017, 2016, when I first launched Ironbound Boxing, and the relationships I have now in 2022 are the same people, but I'm just in a different position. I'm thinking different. You know, so a lot of the opportunities were there. A lot of those opportunities to work with my mentors like Brian Rathjen from Roberts and Ryan. Shout out to Brian. He's always been there. But again, for me, it's like I had to go through some growth in myself to be able to, you know, really leverage and maximize these kind of relationships and stuff. And so it's not just about having luck. It's like being prepared to receive that luck and maximize on it. When the knock comes, you need to be able to rise to that occasion or you're going to be at wherever you're at, right? We, we default to our level of our training. Now, you talked about the growth piece, which I am excited to dive into because that means along the way there was adversity and failure. What failure has ultimately led to your greatest success? What failure? Man, that's a good question. I, and I, I say this a lot. You listen to my show. Business is a contact sport, right? And I always think of this like Muhammad Ali before George Foreman. He's like, you know, everybody was like, how, how is Muhammad Ali going to beat George Foreman? And he's sitting there at the press conference and he goes, all you chumps are going to bow when I whoop them. All you chumps. He's like, I know you got them. I know you got them picked. I'm going to show you how great I am. Jaw been broke, been knocked down. I'm a professional now. I'm bad. I'm going to wrestle with an alligator. You know, that whole speech. And what Ali was saying was that like, he's gone through it. He's been through some shit. So he's not the young Cassius Clay that everybody knew. He's Muhammad Ali. And he knew that he had gone through the gauntlet that he could beat George Foreman. And unfortunately, whether we want to talk about it, now everybody loves to talk about, and you had that podcast, I think it was like the 12-year overnight success. Yeah. Shout out to Abe. Yeah. Unfortunately, you got to go through some pain to be successful because you got to learn. There's no other way around it. You know, like when you want to box, you know, then the reason I say business is a contact sport, because like at the end of the day, yeah, you can hit the heavy bag and you can hit the mitts and get a good workout in. But that doesn't teach you boxing. You get in the ring, you get clipped in the face a couple of times from sparring and you start to learn what works and what doesn't work. And so you got to show up every day and spar and you get sharper and sharper and you get better. It's the same thing in business. You show up every day, show up every day, show up every day, get beat up and really just life. Probably, you know, girls, you know, show up every day, get beat down. And then after a while, you get some experience, you get some thick skin, and you're just a different person. And you know what it is? You get that pattern recognition. So what used to take you, you know, three years to do, 
you're able to do in, you know, a month. And like even with Ironbound Media, I launched Ironbound Media during the pandemic, right? And I was profitable right out the gates. And one of the reasons was because I did everything I didn't do when I launched, you know, Ironbound Boxes for profit. I tried to create hype and post and this and that. Man, when I launched Ironbound Media, I just went out and got clients. I just sold, you know, I built my product. And by the time I went public with the company, it was already like a year and a half later. So you need that pattern recognition so you can bob and weave. You can see the punches coming in slow motion. And that's really what it is. So it's like, man, just showing up. You got to show up. Me and you were just talking about the podcast and before we went live. Y'all don't understand how much you have to lean into a podcast. Like, I know Tony leans into it. Like, he prioritizes his show because it just it doesn't just happen magically. You know, and the same thing for me and my shows. Like, you got to lean into them. I try to tell my clients, like, it's got to be a commitment and you got to show up. And for a lot of them, it just show up to the recording sessions. But when you're producing a show like this, like, man, you got to be on it. Like, you got to, like, you got to push, man. You got to push. And so that's really what it comes down to. Building that pattern recognition. Absolutely. Iron Mike, before you go, I got one final question. Iron Mike Seven, how are you better today than yesterday? Man, I think it's, I just understand the power of relationships. Like there's a lot of stuff out there that people see and they assume people are successful because of their money or what they, they see on TV or, you know, like, God, I man, I've been in so many media publications and stuff. But really, man, it's just your relationships. It's just the people you're around, you know? And so I try to be very intentional about the clients I choose to work with, you know? So I've actually even been playing with my business model. Like, I'm not a standard agency because on the for-profit side, like, I don't want to work with people I don't want to be around. I like showing up and working with people that I'm like, man, I love showing up and seeing certain people each day, clients. Same thing on the nonprofit, right? Like, am I working with donors that believe in what we're doing and want to support it, you know? so. Just being very intentional about who you spend your days with because there's just so much negative energy out there and protecting your energy too, you know? Um, that's why I appreciate about your podcast, like putting that positive energy out of the universe. When I saw you and, uh, you know, we connected and I saw you had the night before journal, I bought it, you know? Positive energy in the universe. And now, you know, again, just like we said before, that journal was there when I was feeling, oh, woe was me. But again, you got to start using this stuff. You know, you got to be ready to receive it. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm just thankful. I got no problems. People got, people have a lot worse problems than I have. And so it's just being very appreciative of what we do, you know, being able to create dope content like this and connect with each other and, you know, really just kind of build a tribe and, you know, leave the world better than we found it. So that's really what I'm thankful for. That power of relationships where it's a mutually beneficial, there's no energy loss because it's, it's not transactional, but it's shared in a way where it comes and goes and it's fluid is an absolute beautiful thing and why I'm so grateful for our friendship. Mike, before we go though, this has been a phenomenal episode, one of my favorite to date. Where can people go to connect with you? Um, just add me on LinkedIn, man. Uh, Iron Mike Stedman. You know, my email is Mike and we're ironbound.com. Uh, Don't spam me, you know, but you can shoot me an email, man. I'm always available to connect. And uh, you really just look for Iron Mike Stedman. I just got this uh, Iron Mike BVE on Twitter in preparation for the book launch. But yeah, man, I'm here. I'm around. I'm not hard to find. So just reach out to me. And don't forget Dog Whistle Branding, phenomenal podcast. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're not an entrepreneur, you're going to get life lessons out of it. It's an absolute must listen. I don't miss it. Mike, again, thank you for sharing your time, your strategy, your methods, your tactics. 
And of course, thanks for having our six. Really appreciate it, brother. Awesome, brother. Thanks for having me on. Sixers, thank you for listening to another episode of the Got Your Six podcast. If you got something out of this, be a battle buddy. Share with a friend, pass it along. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a review and give us as many stars as you think we warrant because we love what we do here at the Got Your Six podcast. We're always adapting and evolving this podcast because of you, the Sixers. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. You'll never miss an episode when we drop new ones every Monday. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Gotcha Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.